Welcome to Nourish by Spinneys, the podcast which promises to inspire you to eat well and live well. I'm Tiffany Erslick. And I'm Divina Devecha. Welcome to a space where we hope to nourish your heart and soul. On this show, we chat with leading players in the food community, from farmers to foodies, as well as health and well-being experts. It's all about engaging conversations and fresh ideas. Today, we're chatting with Dubai's OG pizza pioneers, Michelle and Bill Johnson, who run the much-loved and award-winning pizzeria, Pitfire. Pitfire opened nearly a decade ago and are just about to open their sixth branch in the city in a few weeks. So I don't remember exactly when I first tried Pitfire, but ever since I did, I have been a loyal customer. So I was definitely excited to record this episode. So we grabbed all our gear and popped into one of their earliest locations in JLT, which is this cozy 300 square foot pizzeria where we got to try a couple, actually way more than a couple of pizzas, which you'll also hear about, and all the attention to detail they put into their menu. We were there on a Tuesday, a little after lunch, and the place was buzzing. It's so nice and quiet all of a sudden after. <laughs> this has a been a chaos. buzz for the last three hours. <laughs> um, um, I thought we could start with those typical Dubai pickup questions. Um, if you could tell me a bit about like your backgrounds and how long you've been in the city. You know, where are you from and how long have you been here? So we've been here since October 2007. Um, and we moved here from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And my job took us here. Previously, I was an HR director. So that was my career before leaving that behind to look after Pitfire. So we've been here now for whatever that math is. <laughs> yeah. 16 years. We don't have to figure it out. We make a lot of pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you end up with Pitfire? I know you've been passionate about pizza since you were a kid, Bill. Yes. You know, my grandfather, uh, is a, he was a German baker in Brooklyn. And then he moved out to Long Island. And so I have these memories of being around him baking and the smells of fresh baked, uh, you know, German breads and things like this. And I think that there's a, a bit of a, a propensity there, uh, with me for, uh, a connection with pizza and more or less the dough, uh, because we really are bakers. We're a pizzeria, but we're bakers. If, if you visit our website on our about page, there's a black and white photograph of a little kid on a bicycle. And behind him is a restaurant called Dion's Pizza. And that's me on that bike in 1976. So I would have been 11 years old. And so ever since uh, in the summertime, I'd ride, ride my bike up and um, it was 75 cents for a slice of pizza and a Coke. And it started there to the, to the point um, when I was in high school, I would literally go to that restaurant into the back alley trying to figure out what canned tomatoes they were using and, you know, um, what the ingredients were because I really was interested in opening up my own pizzeria early in life. It was something that he never quit talking about. And so it's not like it was like, it just came out of the blue. Yeah. It was something, you know, we talked about it in, while we were in Malaysia. We talked about it while we were in, while we, we lived in Seattle for four years before moving to Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Those four years that we were there, um, Bill witnessed the the sort of blossoming of the independent pizzeria scene. And so that really happened there. And I think that was a very inspirational time for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the, what we're doing, only just different people doing their own thing and focusing yeah. just on pizza, you craft, know? you know, craft pizza. And yeah. that, I think that stuck in his head in terms of like, if I do it, ever do it, this is what I want to do. I want to do it like that. Yeah. In Malaysia, we didn't, we didn't do it because it was just too risky, you know, but when we got to Dubai, we had, you know, had 10 years of being expats. Both of us had expat job. We had been able to save some money. 
We had, um, uh, we found a business friendly environment, mm -hmm. expat friendly business environment here. Yeah. And we also realized there was no good pizza here. Indeed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was here at that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he found this um, International Pizza Expo, which is in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I I've actually, to be honest, he, I, I've been, I was drug along on this pizza thing up until not too long ago. Um, and he went to it. He spent five days. I was speaking to him on the phone every night and he, he was so inspired because he just learned so much and got, you know, spoke to all these different suppliers and things. And he came back and he said, we can do this. And I was like, well, okay. And then he said, well, I'm going to need a professional pizza oven. And I said, really? <laughs> and then I was like, fine, have your oven. You know, and I was yeah. like, because I'm the cook at home to mm -hmm. be honest. I mean, I'm, I do main, most of the cooking. I'm a passionate home cook. And I was like, well, if you want to make me pizza, make me pizza. So it was him just toiling away on his own. And I was just kind of watching and, and, um, and then it just sort of went from there. Yeah, amazing. And would you say you are living the dream? I mean, how many outlets do you have now? And you know, you're such a well-known we brand. We'll have our sixth in the next couple of months. So six here in Dubai. Congratulations. Yeah, and to co-tell on what Michelle was saying, you know, not uh, you know, understanding the pizza in industry has always been another interest of mine. So you know, every every industry, whether you're in the airline industry or the automobile industry. Um, or the restaurant industry, it's all about segmentation. And segmentation is understanding, you know, uh, where you fit within the pizzeria industry. And a lot of that is dictated by your style, what type of oven you're using. And um, back when, since we've lived here, it's always been kind of a chain dominated market. And then you have the Italian guys, but none of the craft artisan guys in the marketplace. And so um, to say, yeah, I think we're the first independent really craft focused artisanal pizzeria in the, in in the market here and i've always seen dubai as a as a springboard into the into the food and beverage in, uh sector for the whole middle east it's really the one of the last frontiers for food and beverage so the opportunity for us was to really jump in and be a homegrown uh solid really high quality artisan craft pizzeria and that was my dream and so yeah living the dream to some extent. Yeah. Are there more highlights than challenges, let's say, uh, along that journey or equal? <laughs> well, you know, the the thing that we actually really love about this business is the people in it mm. and the relationships that we've developed and the passion that people have for that are in this in this industry. But that said, you know, the learning curve um to get really good at it, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a tough one. I mean, just as an example, when you start really small, like we're in this little restaurant right now, which is 378 square feet where we started, you know, the suppliers won't give you any attention. Your costs are really high from all the suppliers. So your food costs are really high. It's really hard to get employees to come to work for you because they come to your space and they're like, what is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you start out doing all of it yourself. And fortunately, Michelle and I, we both have very complementary skill sets, kind of a, 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 we're a really great team. And that's been something I think is 100% really led to the success of our company long-term, which is now going to be 10 years. Amazing. Next year, yeah. Yeah, 10 years old. Can't wait for the 10-year anniversary pizzas that you bring out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And what is your style? Can you sum it up in a sentence? It has the visuals of a Neapolitan pizza, which means a big puffy charred crust and you know, funked up toppings and a big steaming thing that's got a lot of char on it, you know, um, that, that's, that's blended with a New York style pizza, 
uh, for a longer bake. If you're a Neapolitan, you have your 10 pizzas that are kind of like boilerplate for every pizzeria. And we've really branched out and we've very much funked up our menu and we have some really interesting uh, flavor profiles and some flavor combinations. And so, um, yeah, that would be our style. I think craft, uh, independent, uh, Neapolitan meets New York looking type pizzas. That deliver really well. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes. Talking toppings, um, what are, I mean, I have my favorite, what are the most popular toppings in Dubai? I mean, our uh, sort of three best-selling pizzas are the pepperoni primo, the margarita, and the truff daddy, because Dubai loves truffle. And um, truff daddy is relatively new to the menu. It's only been around for a couple years. Took me a long time to get there with it because I don't particularly like truffle. Um, so it took me a while to like, you know, get through tasting it enough times to come up with something. But, you know, when we create a pizza, we really want to do something that no one else is doing. And that's, that's, you know, so there's a lot of truffle pizza out there, but there's, there's not one like the truff daddy. So, um, mushrooms, mm -hmm. <laughs> onions, you know, very, yeah. very common toppings. Um, people love those. Mushrooms is a huge one. How many mushrooms do we go through every month? Uh, we go through about um, 18,000 kg of mushrooms a year. Oh my goodness. Brown mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, we made the, he made the switch from white to brown yeah. about a year ago. No, about three years ago, I three guess. Three years ago? Just figured out that white mushrooms shed a lot of water and it was like, duh, you know? Yeah. And uh, moisture is the enemy of pizza, right? Water. Yeah. So I'm always looking for opportunities to get rid of water and brown mushrooms kind of hold their form and their shape. They're a little more expensive, yeah, but they have better flavor and they still look like mushrooms. White mushrooms kind of just melt away, you know, and you're left with a kind of a soupy mass. Yeah. I just want to point out what you're hearing here from us is an obsessive attention to detail a, a refusal to cut corners and take shortcuts yeah. and a commitment to what it takes to do that. And that's, I think, what's kept us, you know, our quality as good as it is, if not improving for as long as, as we have. You know, it's so often that you see restaurants here open and they start out great and then they go down. Um, but, you know, when you have the the owners, the founders, the creators that are just refuse to step away from that quality which has been which is us in a nutshell yeah then the sky's the limit to what you can do and i think that filters down to all your colleagues you know it um, does and then you're going to get that inherent passion from them and they're going to want that quality as well and be proud of what they're putting mm. out you know um, yeah. i think any pitfire that i've been into like stuff is friendly and you can talk to mm. anyone and ask about ingredients and mm. you just feel that like friendliness and familiarity mm. and it's like you're going into a family place mm -hmm. who really yeah. know what they're doing um yeah so and yeah. they love they love what they do they love seeing how happy the food makes people yeah um one of our big challenges is is the the guys who are in the in the delivery only kitchens they don't get to see that yeah you know so we try our best to to show them videos and and make them know you know how much joy that what Move they do every day bit. is giving them and mm. you know because the guys that are they're here all the time they they see it all the time yeah and they get compliments all the time you know pizza was great thank you and yeah and that really makes them feel good well, absolutely and they're proud to work for a, a brand that's won so many awards and so well thought of yeah and talking about awards um how are you feeling about the latest time out award uh, for yeah. me personally that one was um i mean apart from the the 
the global one we got late last year, which was a complete surprise. I've been lobbying time at ITP for a pizza category in their restaurant awards for years. And, you know, they added last year, they added a burger category. And this year for the first time they added a pizza category. And I was like, thank you guys. Thank (laughs) you. And, you know, they had a good reason for not doing it. Mm. It was because there just weren't enough good you know, good independent restaurants that you could call just pizzerias actually out there. And a lot have popped up. So, you know, they finally got to a point where, yep, there were 10 that they could shortlist. Um, Well, and it was hard for them because, you know, earlier I said, you know, what's your style? So in North America, there's 22 different pizza styles. In Italy, there's eight different pizza styles. The Japanese got their own thing going on, right? And so... um, to say best pizza was like okay they had they they were like do we do best american pizza do we do best italian pizza do we do best stock what's this st-? yeah. now they just call it pizzeria and you know we really feel like uh at, at the same time you know yeah we, we we do have a great a great product but um creating a pizzeria culture in the in dubai is something that we're dead set on trying to accomplish you know we're in most of the parts of the city, we have a, a pizzeria that endures for 15 or 20 or 30 years, you know? And we've never left a, a lease mm. that we've entered yeah. into. Mm-hmm. I think they made they made a good choice. Yeah. And they focused not just on the product, but on the on the actual experience. Okay. Because yeah. that's what that's what timeout are about, right? Yeah, I mean absolutely. You know, so and, and this particular spot was was the one that got nominated. This is where they came and shot the B-roll and okay. stuff like that. So it, it's it's been here. It's a little neighborhood pizzeria for nearly seven years. Mm. I mean, you can see we're Tuesday afternoon, four o'clock. Yeah, and it's pumping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had time yeah. every Tuesday to eat pizza at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, we get a bit technical about the dough. Uh, so, first of all, where are you sourcing your ingredients from? A lot of our products come from Italy. I would say the majority of them. Our cheeses, um, our hard cheeses, um, our flour. Uh, our olive oils, um, many of our toppings, you know, tomato, our veg- sauce. tomato sauce, right? Our cheese is made by Italian dairy products, which is a really great group of people in Ajman where they use local cow's milk and they make fresh mozzarella here. And we try to go local where we can. There's some really interesting, um, you know, uh, farms that are coming up now uh, that everybody I think is becoming more aware of where they're really producing some great tomatoes. And some of the some of the rocket is really good. Our pepperoni is probably one of our most important th- toppings. We 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 source that from the United States, and our uh, most of our toppings are made in house. So our our Italian sausage, which is phenomenal, it's very expensive. We're using a, a Dutch veal um, with a Australian uh, butterfat mix in that, mixed to an Italian sausage recipe. That's carefully cooked every day. I loved the Sicilian oregano that you showed me. I mean, that smell was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I could get my hands on a whole bunch of that. That would be great. Mm. <laughs> you showed me that the dough is kept in the fridge. Um, if you just talk me through that again, um, yeah, that process, that would be interesting. I really felt to be great at this business, I had to understand bread. And then when you get into the world of bread, it, it is really this biological process. And although it's just you know, four ingredients, yeast, flour, water, and salt. Um, and we, we use some olive oil in our, in our uh, mix as well. The variables with time and temperature and um, how much water you use and all the variables there within, it's, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, when you're, you know, we're, we'll, we'll make 3,000 pizzas on a, on a Friday. 
And that pizza that you're eating is proofed for 48 hours, right? Which means that we have to have 24 hour proof, that's 3000 dough balls. And then we have the same day. So at any one given time on a weekend, we have 9,000 dough balls moving around the company. And, <laughs> um, and that's the game of time. Uh, fermentation is where, where the aroma comes from. It's where your flavors are derived. Um, it's where the mouthfeel comes from. And, uh, you know, so this is something that we put a lot of energy into. And it's frankly, if you're into baking, everybody will understand this, that there's no end to it. You know, I'm always looking for the next nugget, the next technique, mm. the next, you know, the next trick. And I would say that maybe on average once a year, I find something that's like, okay, there, there's like an 8% pump, you know, to the finished crust in one way or another, you know? He's a so, mad scientist. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like I, it. Yeah. I, I live with a mad scientist. Yeah, but it's, a, it, it, you know, I said earlier, I think, you know, my, I think it's that, that German in me that's that attention to, um, to detail that is obsessive in just this particular sector of my life. I don't know. You know, this is just a, a thing that I really enjoy. And, um, you know, it's not instant gratification either. It takes a long time to, you know, there's that, they, they say it's the 10,000 hour rule, right? You know, so to get great at something, it's 10,000 hours of your energy, right? And I think I'm pushing 10,000 hours right now. I, I think I'm, so. I think I'm reaching the, 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 I'm reaching the limit there, you know? <laughs> 10,000 hours is a lot. And, you know, I got to see that attention to detail when Bill made a couple of pies for us during our recording. The highlight was this new Alfredo pizza with lemon. We got to see the whole process starting right from the dough balls that had been proofed for 24 hours. So when we open pizza, it's a it's a basically fundamentally a three-step process. And the first thing we do is um, we open the dough, and then we top it, and then we stretch it, pull it, and it goes into the oven. Okay. You know, we have now in our company 120 employees, 125. Half of our company are pizza makers. Wow. We have 47 pizza makers, okay. right? Well, that's great that you've transferred those skills. It, well, and this is the trick, right? So you can have like the best dough recipe on the planet. You could have the best toppings. You could be making, using the best ovens. And you could yeah. be doing everything right. But if you're not training for technique, mm -hmm. which is what we call it, we add a little bit of semolina to the deck, which is basically crushed corn and flour. It's a mix. And that semolina um, really adds quite a bit of character to our pizza. It's, a, it's crunchy. Um, all of those little microscopic little corn seeds underneath the dough when it goes in the oven creates like a, like, like these, like a layer of protection against the dough. Okay. Kind of, kind of lifts it off the deck, you know? Mm -hmm. we, we go through, and I know these numbers because I've been just looking at them recently, we go through 5,000 kg of Parmesan yeah. and 5,000 kg of Pecorino every year. Oh my gosh. So if you get your nose in there, <laughs> You'll smell that pecorino. Yeah, and you can tell it. You can always know when you're when you're eating pecorino because it, when it's raw, it smells like a wet dog. Yeah, and um, but when it goes onto a pizza, it's really umami. I can't believe I was like, mm, so yes, is, wet this dog. Is, this is this is like a, a mix. What's your go-to? Like when you, what do you love to make? What's your favorite topping? Um, kind of like desert island. Yeah. Like if you had to pick. I've got a gun to your I head. I like our um, <laughs> our spudnik. Is like yeah, that is beautiful. Good. Yeah, it's good pizza. I like I like making the um, Pipar Prima. Okay, so that's a good one. This this is a big step right here, mm -hmm. especially for our delivery pizzas. And this is called steam out, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so when you bake anything, whether you're baking a steak, or you're baking a cake, or you're whatever. Yeah. When you when you introduce heat, basically you're like cooking the moisture out of it, right? And so when it comes out of the oven, it's it's it, it's expelling steam. Yeah. And we want that to that process to stop. 
okay. before it goes into a box. Otherwise, it'll sit in a box and it's, it'll, it'll, it steams. Yeah. You know, and then it gets mushy and soggy. And so how long will you leave it here for? Well, if, for dining, we, we like it to go straight out. Okay. Yeah. For, for delivery, um, a minimum of 30 seconds. Okay. But we like 45. Yeah. And I'm literally on the camera, like, watching the guys, you know, take yeah. it's an important step. Okay, fab. All right. So you can see this is like a fondue almost, right? Mm -hmm. You know? So the whole, the whole story was, is we, we've just kind of recently added lemon to these pizzas and it's a thing. So this is a white pie. Some people add lemon, some don't. And we just, I kept seeing it and I'm like, let's do it. Right. You know, yeah. this is like, it's a really cheesy fondue -y kind of a pizza. That's very light actually. But this lemon adds acid, which cuts through everything. And it just makes it this bright, fresh, really nice experience. So try it, try it without yeah. a little bit of that lemon and yeah. then try it with lemon and see, okay, what, see cool. what I'm talking about. I'm gonna watch you eat now. <laughs> like underneath the camera. <laughs> Yeah, please don't all watch me. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. When we come back, the Pitfire duo tell us how they come up with new topping combinations. And mad scientist Bill gives you his tips on getting a great pizza going at home. That's right after this short break. Davina, let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite things, cheese. Do you have a favorite kind of cheese, though, or is that too hard a question? Absolutely. I'm not even going down that road. Um, but I know the cheese I want to talk about right now, and that's Parmigiano-Reggiano. I was in Italy earlier this year and found myself surrounded by wheels of them stacked into towers, almost like a skyline. This is at our supplier Zanetti, which is now in its fourth generation, having started in 1900 by Guido Zanetti. His great-grandson Paolo Zanetti gave me a fantastic tour. Most importantly, did you get to try both the Parmigiano-Reggiano and the Grana Padano? Yes, absolutely. I tried various wheels of cheese of different ages and Paolo really went into detail about like which cheese goes with which dish that you're trying to serve. For a big occasion, like uh, together with a very good Italian uh, red wine or uh, you know, champagne, is good to have a very well mature Parmigiano-Reggiano, like a three years old Parmigiano-Reggiano. If you want uh, a product to be created on pasta, uh, like 60 months old uh, uh, Grana Padano is very good and uh, as a table cheese or as an appetizer cheese or as a piece of cheese I used to have a Parmigiano Reggiano, well mature Parmigiano Reggiano, like three years old Parmigiano Reggiano. So the next time you're serving something special for your friends or family or just indulging in a slice of pizza or leftover pasta for breakfast, grate some of our Spinney's food Parmigiano Reggiano or Grana Padano today. Welcome back. This is Nourished by Spinnies. I'm Tiffany Eslick, and you're listening to my conversation with Michelle and Bill Johnson of Pitfire Pizza. And, you know, with all the toppings and everything, so do you keep signature pizzas on the menu no matter what? And then do you play around and introduce new ones every now and again according to seasons? Yeah. Or can you talk me through that process? Like, you know, how do you come up with the ideas in the beginning? Do you involve the whole staff? And then yeah. you know, how do you decide so, what gets cut or well, stays? Well, you know, you have to take cues from the most successful restaurant brands in the world. One of them is, for me, is McDonald's. Um, I've been eating that fish filet sandwich from McDonald's for 50 years. I've never had one. Right? <laughs> McDonald's has learned, you know, that you don't, you don't screw with your menu. And people in this day and age in particular, you know, where everything is changing and moving and everything, you know, we have a, we have a lineup of 20 pizzas that are just phenomenal. Mm. All of them, all of them are good. There's a, really deep field of delicious pizzas of all different types and styles and um 
you know, to develop new ones is very, very tough. And I brought in today a piece of paper that earlier this year, Michelle and I were, we had the 2023, I thought, let's get some new stuff going, you know? And um, we have 25 pizzas and a bunch of different new toppings and things that we were testing, for example, like whipped seasoned ricotta and, mm -hmm. mm. you know, anduja and anduja. Excuse me. <laughs> and none of them made the cut. 25 no, pieces we tried. Please, we tried so many different yeah. ones. Bacon jam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just ridiculous, the stuff that we were looking at. And uh, we just decided none of, none of these are worthy of the menu. Mm. So, but, um, you know, to that end, I mean, I think that the process for us is, is M Michelle and I work together on that. And we're always focused on, you know, really four things when you develop a new flavor profile, which is, you got to take cues again from other parts of the, of the food industry. And we take cues from the snack business, right? So um, you look at the chips manufacturers and these guys are absolute pros at developing snacks that are balanced with saltiness and sweetness and fat is a big one, right? Mm. You know, so that's the foundation for us is always like looking for that flavor, th that balance of saltiness and sweetness and fat as the basis of any great pizza. Um, and then you cut that with acid and then you can cut that with something that's a bit sweeter, um, balsamic vinegar, for example, um, or a, um, you know, a blue cheese dressing or something. Um, and then, you know, when you find something that works, Michelle generally steps in and it's pulling all that together, but finding balance with that, right. You know, mm. so having the right amount of fat, having the right amount of of saltiness and sweetness and the toppings how much is it is it too much is it too much sauce is it too much cheese because you could have a great formula but if you're if, if it's too wet if it's got too much tomato sauce on it it overwhelms everything else out right so balance is really uh important for us one of the one of the uh, you know speaking of that topic there's two things collaborations and and timeout market because mm. timeout market has been great for us because they they ask each of the vendors to do dishes for specific things like they when they decided to introduce breakfast mm -hmm. they wanted every vendor to do a breakfast item and so we developed a breakfast pizza and we we did that together and uh that was fun yeah. they wanted a, a festive dish so um i worked on a on a pizza which was like you know had stuffing on it and, and, you know, actually Paxo stuffing. <laughs> um, but it worked really well and, yeah. and roast turkey and camembert. And, you know, so they, they kind of force us to, and, and a Ramadan pizza. Yeah. So they, they force um, us to come up with new things. And that's been, that's been fun. And, and that's something that I tend to focus probably a bit more on um for the collaborations that you it does it happens organically it's never anything that i sit back and plan and go oh i want to do a collaborate although i am thinking about shaw leela Takaria, i'm thinking mm -hmm. about you Absolutely. know that that yeah. that is something that i did give a thought to because she and i have become quite good friends and okay. you and i were talking about yeah. doing like a, a spinny's pizza you know um, we have to make this happen like, yeah <laughs> yeah so they just happen and they're amazing and they're fun and they're you know, with the, the collab that you did with uh, moorish by k yeah. so i had bought ingredients to go and make prawn pasta that night and i was like i'm going home and i'm making this and then Liam posted about it mm -hmm. uh, from Eat Go See and then mm -hmm. Chef Gabriella posted it, and mm -hmm. I was like, screw that. 
I scrapped my pasta. <laughs> I ordered the pizza. It was so delicious. Yeah. That was such a fun collab. So, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And I have to, she made, she drove that one. Okay. So she, she had more or less the outline of them okay. already yeah. figured out. And then it was just a matter of, of me contributing like, okay, what are we going to use as the base? How are we going to yeah. put this together? You know, what are we going to do before bake, after bake, that sort of stuff. And us choosing together kind of, cause she comes with the, you know, yeah. she's like the flavor queen of Dubai. Yeah, she, she is. comes with so much stuff <laughs> yeah. and she's got an amazing palette, amazing imagination. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun with that. Oh, I love the fact that this community is coming together, you know, whenever yeah. I'm meeting people, we, we all help each other out. And I think that's, that's happening more and more yeah. too. Yeah. Which um, I like a lot. Before we move off pizza and onto other items on your menu, um, do you have any tips for home cooks? We're never going to get your crust, you know, <laughs> we're never going to get it right, but just a few tips. I do. Yeah. I, well, first of all, everything that you need to make a great pizza, you can find at Spinney's. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So everybody that's listening, get your yeah. piece of paper and pen out, right? Take some notes. Um, but by the way, Tiffany, you mm -hmm. said uh, you said prawns earlier, mm -hmm. you know, and the spinny seafood is just phenomenal. Yeah, we've not we've not done a like a seafood pizza. Like, oh. can you imagine some kind of like a really great grilled prawn yeah. pizza? That could be fun. That Maybe would we can good. work on something like yeah. that. No, no, <laughs> we're sticking to <laughs> We're not going to do <laughs> seafood. I don't want no, seafood. No, no, no. Grilled prawn might work. Okay. Anyway, I'm seeing how this uh, collab <laughs> works yeah. between the two of you guys. <laughs> so you you just trot over to your local local spinnies. You get yourself a bag of strong flour mm -hmm. strong meat is is the protein content right it's not bread flour but you're looking for a strong or extra strong you get yourself some uh some instant dry yeast from saf you get yourself some some good quality virgin olive oil um you get yourself some malden sea salt and you go home and you get on the internet and you search around a little bit for a new york style uh pizza recipe and there's a bunch of them out there now um that includes a ferment such as a poolish we use mm -hmm. a poolish in our mm -hmm. in our dough making process, right? And this is where that all happens with the flavor, right? And so you want to use a New York style because you can you can successfully cook that pizza in, in your home oven at home. If you try to do like a Neapolitan, it's, the oven's just not hot enough, mm -hmm. right? So um, allow yourself at least twenty four hours because all the magic happens in the refrigerator overnight, where you mix yeast with water and flour. And then you put it in your refrigerator and you control that. So you slow everything down. It's still happening, but you slow it down and you get your oven on and you get that sucker ripping hot at maximum temperature, 500 degrees. And if you've got a, like a piece of limestone or something that you would see like a slate or something, you know, you can put that in or your they, oven. They sell pizza stones. Mm. They sell pizza stones, but heat is the thing, you know, so mm. you're going to, you're going to be after about a six minute bake. Oh, also go back to Spinney's and get yourself a can of crushed tomatoes. Mm. Okay. Strain it add some salt and add a whole bunch of basil leaves that are that are and then blitz that a couple times and that's you got to let that run for 24 hours because mm -hmm. it's a completely different thing the next that's day that's literally our right? tomato sauce okay oh wow yeah. not from spinnies but yeah. that's how we do it right? <laughs> yeah. super hot oven find yourself a decent recipe on the internet um something that's a, f a fermented recipe and then just work on um you know opening a pizza let it come to temperature so that let, let it come to room temperature if it's too cold it's going to be really hard to work with so let it rest and um, top it, and and you don't want cold sauce either. You want your sauce to be room temperature, and you know you can 
go to town with different cheeses and things like that. And uh, Spinney's also has a great um, selection. Love of, you, Bill. Of, this is like yes, great. Yes. <laughs> Plug it. <good>. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, everything you need is is, is there. Straight so, facts. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. And you should be able to do a really, really great pizza at home. You know, okay. I maintain that pizzas made at home are the best pizzas. Mm hmm. Because, you know, the person who's done it has really spent the time, has put the love into it, has put yeah. the energy into it. And it's so fun. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to show you a picture of my homemade pizza because you're going to think it's terrible. And I'm like, no, I'm going to think it's beautiful because you made it yeah. with love, you know. Your garlic knots are have a cult following mm -hmm. in the city. They do. You know, so how did that happen? Well, garlic knots are, are, are an, an East Coast, North American thing. Oh, okay. And they're made in a multitude of different ways. And we were trying to, early on, they've always been on our menu. And when we were, when we were crafting our menu 10 years ago, um, it's like, okay, we got to, you know, let's get a an appetizer here that's made from our pizza dough. It's a no-brainer, right? Mm. We didn't know how to tie it. There's different ways you can tie it into balls and you can tie it into different, roll them, you know, there's different styles and techniques. And we just tied it in a bow and popped it in the oven and like, bang, <laughs> straight out of the chute, we got that one right. And then that's made with, you know, again, you talk about quality ingredients. We use Lurpak, um, you know, garlic butter, which is a super luxurious butter um, that we keep super fresh. It's like proper butter. It's the same every time. It never changes. Mm. We could make our own garlic butter, but if whoever's making it puts too much garlic in it or too much, yeah. That, yeah. you know, so we spend the money on the lure pack because we don't want. It's just rich and buttery. And it's just the best you can get. Yeah. And we don't want people again, going, what's happened to the garlic nuts? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah. you would have an uprising. So, <laughs> yes. <you know. laughs> but with those garlic knots is those, are those dressings, you know, yeah. we make, I think, honestly, I, you know, we make the best blue cheese dressing in the city of Dubai. Mm. And we're a pizzeria. That's a we're big not a, we're not a we're not a steak joint. <laughs> I think okay? he can take I think he can say that. It's, yeah. oh, it's really good. Yeah. We do. It is yeah. awesome. And we've sort of expanded our 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 dipping sauce range mm -hmm. over the years. Um so let's move on to some other items on the menu. So you've got pastas, mm -hmm. um, delicious apple pie. Mm -hmm. Um who's behind the pasta recipes? Is both of you again? No, or? that's kind of me. Yes. Um <laughs> yeah, so the 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 pie recipe is a family recipe that I've been I've been cooking and eating my whole life. I I I call it Michelle's apple pie because um I'm particularly fond of a crumble topping on on pie. And um, I remember when we were first conceptualizing the menu, going from cooking pizza at home to saying, okay, now we're going to open something. So we have to have a full menu. Wondering what I was going to put on the menu. And Bill's like, put your apple pie. And I was like, really? It's just so... And he was like, no, it's delicious. Do it. So it's... it's um. It's just a. It's everything is fresh made in it. You know, it's, it's very simple to make. Actually, it's not really hard. And I'll be sharing my recipe for it. Great to you guys. <laughs> yeah. um, as far as the pasta goes, pastas. We're we focus on pizzas, and and that's what we sell the most mm -hmm. of. So we try to keep our pastas pretty basic because not everybody wants uh, pizza. Mm -hmm. You know, our pastas actually sell. They sell pretty good. They're all really good. I'm proud of all of them. For a long time, we had um, spaghetti and meatballs on the menu mm -hmm. because it was just, I just love spaghetti and meatballs. And um, and so we had it on the menu and we decided to take it off the menu just to 
do a little bit of menu cleanup, but also because if if I looked at its sales with all the other pastas, it was like the lowest seller. Plus, it's the most labor intensive in terms okay. of making the meatballs. And yeah. both Michelle and I were like, we're both meatball lovers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so to find the holy grail of like meatballs, and I'll just leave, uh, just one big tip with your meatballs: just don't compress them. Don't fold. overwork. Yeah. Don't overwork. You just fold and be very gentle. Don't squeeze them down, you know. And yeah. then they'll then they're then they're going to get gorgeous. tough. Mm. Then they get yeah. tough. Yeah. Happens to Italian were, sausage too. Uh, yeah. Because it's you know it's kind of made in a sim similar way. Yeah. Yeah. True. And I can tell. Yeah. I know when the guys are overworking it and when they're when they're packing it too tight. You know. Yeah. You think it's a meatball? You got to like compact it. No. You know, you want it to be nice and soft and yeah, light. That's true. Actually, I'm wondering if I overwork mine now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, last question, um, and you can't answer pizza to this, please. Um, but what nourishes your souls? You go first. You go first. I go first. <laughs> well, food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For me, yeah, I, I love food. I love uh, I love everything about food. I, I, it's the first thing I think about when I get up in the morning. It's the last thing I think about when I go to. Uh, you know, I love everything about it. I love cooking. I love cooking shows. I love cookbooks. I love shopping for food. Um, I love eating, and, and the process of cooking it for me is just very meditative and and relaxing. Um, I would say the other thing is, um, in the last six and a half years since I left corporate world, the corporate world to look after this restaurant, um, yes, it was a challenge at the beginning, but I really love having the freedom to do whatever I want with my days. Mm. You know, um, my days are not determined by anything other than when you come and say we need to do a photo shoot and then it's that sets a time for something but um that freedom to phone to sleep in i sleep in you know yeah. but oh. we're working all the time we talk about it we're we're always working but it's it's nice to have that freedom oh thanks what about you bill <laughs> oh well, gosh i mean stole my thunder every in every in every aspect but mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll add lager beer to that <laughs> um, and uh, but uh you know i think that one of the things i've i've just i've come back to that's uh i i, I think is it's been really great for me is i've i've always been a reader but i'm I've, i'm more of like an information gobbler and but i've oh, i've got that. i've gotten back into i've gotten back into reading novels and i'm reading act of oblivion right now and and i ditched my ipad so i used to lay in bed with my blue screen and go through Flipboard and Instagram and stuff, you know, and and I just ditched that when when they upgraded my operating software and my iPad was no longer functional. I didn't buy another one. Instead, I started reading, and so reading has been great, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So oh, lovely. Mm. And we have a great relationship. Yes, <laughs> that 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 keeps us both going. We're very happily married and um, husband and wife team and partners in life and. We're very lucky. Yeah, I mean, you're working together. Oh, that's yeah, great. We spend almost every waking hour together. Mm. Well, it's lovely being around you guys. You can feel that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks so much for your time. It's Thank been you, so great this afternoon. I've eaten my full of pizza for sure. But yeah, <laughs> just like really heartwarming. So, thanks. Thank thanks. you very it's much. It's been great. Okay. It was very Having nice. you guys. Very enjoyable. Thank you. So, Tiff, has the all new Alfredo pizza with lemon gone to the top of your pizza list now? It's definitely a hot contender, but I'm not sure if I can ever give up on my favorite mashup, which is the plain Jane with anchovies, capers, and kalamata olives. Do you have a favorite, Davina? 
Yeah, I think mine is actually a tie between Bill Special and also The Palm. I wasn't quite expecting the dates on a pizza to work so well, but it did. What do you think? I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad Michelle told us about it because, yeah, I'll order that at my favorite mashup. This episode was brought to you by Spinneys and is hosted by me, Tiffany Eslick and Davina DeVice. We're produced by Chirag Desai with artwork done by Michelle Clemens and Jihan Youssef. You can follow Spinneys on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok for more. And visit us at spinneys.com where you can shop for fresh produce and a variety of local and exclusive products. We'll be back in two weeks with Below Farms Bronte Weir. See you then!